So the question is, is it a comprehension problem with your child while they're reading or is it really something else? Because I get this question asked of me all the time. Parents cannot figure out why their child cannot understand what they've read. And I'm referring to the reader who can read everything. They're, they sit down, they read it, but then when they're asked, what did you read? Or can you tell me about the story? They'll give some version that has a little bit of the information in there, but they're missing some key elements like who the character was, who the main character was. They'll, they can tell you all the characters in the story, but they can't tell you who the main character was. Or they can tell you elements about the story, but maybe they can't tell them to you in order. Or maybe you're asking um, some sort of a comprehension question like um, asking them to infer and you're wanting them to tell, uh, well, why do you think this happened? And they have no clue. And then you're left to wonder, well, why were they able to read everything, excuse me, but they cannot tell me what has happened in the story. And this is a really complex problem. And I see it all of the time. And I know that there's going to be some naysayers out there that are going to say, Cheryl, you're wrong. But I've worked with so many kids that it really comes down to they can read the words, but they don't know what they've read because they've cracked the phonics code or the decoding code. They can they can sound anything out. They know all their sounds, but they don't have enough either background information about words in general. And I call that like vocabulary development, or they just haven't been asked the right questions. So, but I prefer to think um, of it as a vocabulary issue um, because I'm talking about the fluent reader right now, okay? I'm not talking about somebody who struggles to just read. I'm talking about a, a child who can literally sit down You'll listen to them. They they have um, a rapid fluency score. So they're above on their fluency score. Um, and let's just use 100 for just an average score, which clearly that's not maybe where your child is, but let's just use 100. And they're reading like 145 or 150 words per minute. So they can really, they've got some good reading skills. They don't um, miss any of the words. They might even have really good reading skills as far as the way it sounds. Okay, so they they pause at the right spots. Their voice um, is raised when they're asked a question. They use lots of um, intonation. I think they we call that porosity. Um, but anyway, they can they can they can speak very clearly. But then when you go to ask them questions, they really don't know. <clears throat> they get stuck on <clears throat> um, trying to figure out. Like I said, going try and figure out inferencing questions or predicting questions or just answering general questions about the passage. Uh, Why did the character get lost in the story? And they'll make up some crazy answer and you're like, no, they missed their turn in the story. And they say something like, well, um, they they, uh, were talking to a friend. Well, maybe they were talking to to a friend and that's why they missed their turn, but they don't give you enough information. So they're either not going back into the text or they're not understanding something that happened in the story. So we really want to get to the root of the problem and try to teach those skills to them. So I really wanted to talk to you about raising your child's vocabulary. And your child is only going to speak in words that they are exposed to. There is something to be said 
um, about exposing your children to a variety of words. And I just want to just was in Chicago this last week. And while my granddaughter was napping and everybody was in the house, I went outside and I went for a little walk. And I was walking around the neighborhood. It was so pretty. I noticed vines. I noticed all the different kinds of vines that were out there. And not that I have a huge vocabulary as far as what a vine is, but I might consider looking that up and coming up with all the different ways to say, what is the name of a vine? Um, is it a, a, a plant that grows up? Is it, um, I probably chose the wrong word because I can't even come up with one, but I'm just thinking of different ways to talk about this vine in general. I mean, you could talk about colors. You could talk about, does it grow on something? Does it creep along the ground? And just starting to build that background knowledge. Um, maybe there was an animal. Maybe there is a bird and you know it as a sparrow but um, your child calls it a birdie. So you're like, well, that's actually a sparrow and they build nests on the side of buildings or up in the rafters of, of uh, open spaces. And you can start talking about those different things. If we don't talk about the world around us and we don't take our children outside of our house and the only experiences that they have are within your walls, their vocabulary is very limited. But if we take them on vacation, if we take them to more places other than Walmart or Target, um, if we um, ride in a car, if we go on an airplane, if we travel on a train or we take a bus or uh, we take them to museums, they're going to be exposed to all these different things. Or if you can't because you are on a limited budget or because your job doesn't allow you to do that, consider going to the library, getting books and reading to your child. And if your child's to the point where you can't sit down and read to them anymore, get some audiobooks and have them listen to it and watch the text move across the screen or something. We need to really think about how we are building this bank of knowledge in our child's brain that they can come back to and refer to based on experiences. I have a little uh, boy that I work with and he's so excited because he's going to get to go to Mexico to see his family. And it's been a long time since he's gone and they're going to fly on an airplane and he's super excited about it. Well, okay, I don't know when his last exposure was to flying on an airplane, but just think of all the things that you experience when you fly on an airplane. First of all, you're probably either going to drive or get a ride to the airport. So you're going to be dependent on somebody or something else to get you there, whether it's a train, a taxi, an Uber, whatever it happens to be for your area. You're going to travel there. Maybe if you take your own car, you're going to uh, find parking. Well, what does that look like? Are you going to pay an attendant at the window or are you going to watch your parents use a debit card or a credit card and get a ticket? And where are they going to store it? You're going to have to find a parking space. Uh, is it going to be in an open lot? Is it going to be um, in a, um, a garage? Are are you going to park on the top, on the outside? Or are you going to park on the inside? How are you going to get out of the garage? Are you going to use an elevator, an escalator, stairwell? Um, you know, what are you going to use? And, and you're talking about that as you're going through all of this and your children are experiencing this. And then you're going to walk into the airport and you're going to have to go to the terminal. And if it's a really big airport, you might have to use a train inside of, or a tram, what do you want to call it, inside of it. And you have to 
read the signs to get to where you need to go. And then you have to find your gate. And then you have to wait your turn to board the plane. And you have to find a place to put your luggage. And then you get to listen to the attendants as they talk about uh, the safety procedures for getting um, off the airplane in case of an emergency. And then, you know, you're going to go up in the air and you might experience turbulence. And um, they might serve you a beverage or maybe you'll get a snack or maybe you won't. Both my flights this week no drink, no food, nothing. So we were just on the flight. Off we went. And then we landed. And, um, you know, then you're going to deboard the plane. What does that look like? And taking turns and having all these experiences. And then when they, this little boy gets to Mexico, is his family going to meet him? And where are they going? And the different places. Think about all the experiences that this child is going to have that they can refer back to. That's why I'm saying it's so important to get out of the four walls of your house, whether it's just that you're going to go to the children's museum and experience some things, or maybe you're just going to go see a movie at your local theater, or maybe you're going to take your child to the library. But we we cannot assume that them going to daycare is the only experience that they need to learn about the world around them. It's just not. I mean, you're going to have great experiences at daycare, trust me. And it really is going to depend on your daycare provider um, or your before and after school care, whatever it happens to be. But we cannot just assume that our child is going to learn a rich vocabulary by going through your daily life. You're going to have to expand that background knowledge. Use the biggest vocabulary that you have. Not that you have to come up with crazy words or anything. But if you're if you're um, using an everyday item and you know it has multiple meanings, use the word in different contexts or if it's um, something that has a variety of names to it, use those multiple names because we need to expose our children to those words. That way, that voracious reader who can read everything can start to make connections to the text and they're going to be able to answer those questions. And then the other thing that I was going to say is if your child's not connecting to the the text um, and and they have all of these things, um, think about the text in relationship to them. Is there anything that you've ever had an experience that's like this? Pull them in that way. Or have you ever seen anything on TV like this? Or have you ever ever heard about this? Uh, Seen a movie? Read a book? Um heard something on the news and try to really uh, bring them in that way Um, because the more experiences that they can relate to, the more likely they are going to connect to the text and be able to um, make those predictions and answer those questions. So that's really all I had for you today. Um, There's so much complexity to reading. Um, Many times we just... um, As parents, we don't know where to go. We don't know what to do. I hope these things are helpful for you. If you have a struggling reader and you need some help, feel free to uh, reach out to me. You can just send me a message or if you want to use my booking link for for, um, a free reading assessment and to talk about a personalized learning plan for your child, make sure that you do that. If you are a tutor and you are thinking, wow, I'd really like to do what Cheryl does, make sure that you visit MidwestTutor.com. I have a self-paced course for tutors out there. parents, I've got some free uh, resources and paid resources that you are welcome to uh, come and check out. And hopefully we can get your child onto the path of uh, being a great reader. And um, if you're looking to tutor and you want to figure it out, hopefully I can help you there too. Make it a great day 
and keep the learning going.